Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is preteen skin regime. Welcome back. Happy Pride Month and happy Flag Day. Lauren, did you know it was Flag Day? No, you keep saying it though. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? I should know what Flag Day is, I guess. You, sh- you shouldn't. I'm going to tell you about Flag Day because I see it. Okay. When I see Flag Day, I instantly think of the Reno 911 movie where they're in Miami. And Super Terry talks about how his dad got him a private jet for Flag Day. So Flag Day is a holiday. I looked this up and I made my students do Flag Day trivia and they were so mad at me because it was a bunch of history questions and they're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Flag Day is a holiday created in 1916 to commemorate the creation of the American flag. That's it. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers just because I'm a numbers person. It was um, 13 stripes alternate red and white and 13 stars and mm-hmm. that was in 1777 and I like the 777 and 13 and 13 is it feels it feels um cosmically good <laughs> I know that like 11 or like one one is angel numbers is seven seven angel numbers 777 is they're all angel numbers they all have their own meaning oh you know what what am I 777 means you're aligned with the universe's energy and are ready to receive blessings I hope America receives some blessings soon I mean or just maybe some of us good ones some good Americans you know there's yes there's some bad Americans one of my students uh one of my students her mom does numerology and she did my numerology (gasps) for me and it, it was really interesting because it said um when it talked about career stuff, it said mm-hmm. like you you will end up in like a, a teaching path. And I was like, whoa. That's neat. Yeah. Whoa. I really you know, I got into like spirituality, you know, being sober. I think everybody kind of explores that. And once I started learning like about astrology and like the numbers and stuff, just it, the coincidences that would happen aligning with my life. And I don't care if it's all BS, but I love it. I live by it. I feel like it like really like when you read your own birth chart, you're just like, this shit makes sense. Like, I don't care if you're a skeptic. And I feel like I can tell that other people like it too. Because even Trevor, like I've shown him like little things. And sometimes I like read his cards and stuff. And he likes it too. I think we're all just meat sacks on a rock. <laughs> and we're Same. all looking for guidance somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so everybody. Has I don't know to... if it's guidance. I just think it's mm. fun. And I feel like the same way it's good to have a per- like, OK, here's a great example. I don't really have like a lot of family and stuff like that. So I don't have like a mom in my ear, like telling me good things or giving me good mm. advice or fortune. And like my horoscope just like makes me feel good about that. You know, when I wake up and it's like, just watch out for something or like make sure you feel mm. gratitude today. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> right. It's like a little the little note in your lunchbox that you never got. So now you have that. Well, that's nice. I think we're all just looking for like things to make sense 
right? And like mm-hmm. the human brain is always looking for patterns. So if numerology or astrology or religion, spirituality, like whatever makes sense to you, if that makes you feel good, like I support it as long as you're not yeah, hurting yes. uh, animals and children. Yes. Yeah, but um, you can exactly. hurt. You can hurt. Or others. Don't hurt other humans either. I mean, unless they're an asshole, though. <laughs> True. Right? Like, there's certain <laughs> there's certain ones. I've been, oh, uh-huh. speaking of assholes, I have been listening to so much true crime obsessed. I don't know why. I just am on a true crime obsessed binge. Because, like, I'll listen to them if they do an episode about something I'm interested in. Like, I know you really like them. and I know. I just – I've been the opposite, though. I have, like, been stopping listening to them because I felt like it was getting really dry. Are you, like – did you, like, go away for a while and now you're I, back on, like – I don't – so I never listen to them regularly. I mm-hmm. had them on my podcast subscription and I would see the episode they did. And if it was something in, I like, I would listen to like the Lula Rich one. Like if it was something yeah. I was interested, I would listen to them. Now I'm just going back and listening to like, I l- listened to the one about the Memphis, uh, Memphis three or, mm-hmm. you know, and just going back, I was listening to so much of them. And you know what? I really like Jillian because yes. she reminds me of you and me where yep. she just like, she doesn't have time for your bullshit. She's mm-hmm. over the patriarchy. She's over mm-hmm. these men. And it's so funny because when they talk about like things like Ted Bundy, she's just like gross. He's not attractive. Yes. He's disgusting. <laughs> these are disgusting people. And I'm like, finally, someone, you know, I feel like so much of these, you know, they get real, um, you know, like a celebrity thing with them. And I like that she's instantly like disgusting. I hate them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she's got a good head on her shoulders. And I am really glad that she is in the space of true crime and talking about that. Yeah. She also makes it so interesting and they are funny. I mean, it sounds really bad to say like a true crime comedy podcast, but the comedy comes from like really talking shit about the people that just suck. (laughs) They're not talking about cases. They're watching documentaries about cases and the comedy comes from making fun of the, the stupid people in the documentary or like the stupid things the police did. Like that's what the comedy is. Or also talking about the, um, the, what are they called? The reenactments. No, the reenactments. Okay, somebody from our high school slid into my DMs and asked if I would um, play Ivanka Trump in, like, one of those, like, story reenactment things. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Weird. I mean, how desperate were they that (laughs) they thought that I could even, like, (laughs) look like that or anything? I don't know. Just a fun fact about me. (laughs) All right. You're going to have to tell me who that was later, but immediately block. Immediately no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to tell you uh, on Sunday, I went on Hulu and pulled up the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I skipped <gasps> to the episode where she finally admits to dating Pete Davis. Mm-hmm. So, First I, off, I've been wanting to talk to you about this, and I love the way it's filmed. Did you like the way it was filmed? I thought it was cool. Um, I like that they talk to the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's a little, it's different than how it was before. This one is like, they, what is it called? Like breaking the third wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there was mm-hmm. a scene where they were all shaking their salads and Courtney was like, you guys all make fun of us for shaking our salads. Cause they oh, do, they're always yeah. freaking shaking their salads. And she's like, I invented this. And I'm like, first of all, McDonald's salad shakers, McShakers <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, um, I like the angles and stuff when they like zoom in between the houses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm all for all that extra shit. I'm I'm into it. OK, yes. But sorry. Back on the episode with Pete Davidson. I am okay. caught up with the Kardashians, so I will know what you're talking okay, about. OK, so here's my conspiracy theory. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, so, because we know that at least one of them's in the Illuminati. It's probably Chris. Let's be honest. Chris is probably in the Illuminati, but you know, whatever. So, um, so KKW has closed the skin, the cosmetics and the fragrance, which is sad because Lauren, you and I are both huge fans of the KKW lip liners. I was really hoping she would rebrand, but they're gone. KKW is no more, which I understand it was KKW. And the W is no longer a part of it. Do you think it was interesting that she talked about with Pete Davidson when she was talking about the things they have in common. She was like, we both love skincare and we're obsessed with skincare and we do skincare together. And now she has a skincare line. Oh, uh-huh. The- uh-huh. I love it. I love uh-huh. it. She knew what she was doing. She knew. She, they always know what they're doing. She- These women are effing brilliant, whether you love them or hate them. I just love to see it. You know, and I realized, like, I guess I knew she was 40, but I, I forget that she's 40. And she was talking Same. about. Same. Those- I, I remember having those moments. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I just forget. When she talked about how it was really cool to be asked to be on Sports Illustrated as a 40 year old woman. And I was like, you know what? That is cool. I was like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to let you have that. Good for you. But yeah, I- there's a whole episode, too, where they focus on how many people she's worked on getting out of um, out of jail or almost mm-hmm. going to the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And um, well, she- yeah, she's doing a lot of cool stuff. I The, the show is really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm pretty team Kim. I, everybody knows that. Uh, but yeah, I can always laugh at how ridiculous some of the stuff is with her too. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. They've been entertaining us. They wouldn't have a show if they weren't like mm-hmm. getting under our skin in one way or another. Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't know you were team Kim. I didn't know that. Oh, I just love the Kardashians yeah. as a pop culture lover to me. Chris Jenner is the most fascinating person in the world and just the separation from different celebrities and big names like OJ Simpson and you know her husband it just it just all blows my mind like they're all connected in these weird ways and it's all from Kris Jenner have you read um her book no but I want to yeah I read her book it was good it was good like she was just like a little stewardess in New York and she was on a plane and Rob Kardashian and OJ Simpson came to where she was, the plane that she was at. Mm-hmm. And they had just come from the Olympics that Bruce had won. Mm-hmm. And that was how she met Rob Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And like, just look at the evolution of what came from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Chris, I, I, I would say I'm a, a, a Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Jenner fan. I also had read Caitlyn Jenner's book too. Um, as well, I've read both of them. I like, um, I like biographies, memoirs, whatever on these people, mm-hmm. see what it's like. But so let's talk about the other thing that happened this past week, which was the Britney Spears wedding. Yeah, she got married on my birthday, by the way. Yeah. So tell me, tell me how you feel about it. it looks like you have a lot of thoughts and opinions about Britney Spears. Okay, I want to. I would like to hear yours first. Really? Um, I okay. Okay. I am happy if she is happy. Um, I think I, I'm always so skeptical of the men in someone's life and a woman's life who Britney Spears has kind of gone from being controlled by one man to another. Preach. So I'm always skeptical of what his intentions are because he's been here through the conservatorship Right. And so mm-hmm. it's like, what? Um, okay. 
Um, there's also rumors about him, like in the videos when she was still under the conservatorship of him, like telling her to smile in videos and things like that. So I'm a little skeptical hippo of him. Um, I'm very skeptical hippo of him. Um, and it, it reminds me, I couldn't help but think about her Vegas wedding when all this went down too. Um, because it felt very kind of reminiscent of her Vegas wedding, um, it felt very like I want it to be over the top, but you guys aren't letting me do anything either because it was like in her house, um, which is weird to me. It's like, so she can't leave her house? Like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Tell okay. Me. So, yeah. So first off, I'm with you on the Sam thing and I yeah. don't know that I trust him. And to me, it just seems like she went from ending one contract and now she's in another contract. And right. like you're saying, with men that I don't know if they can be trusted. Um, Brittany is not free. Okay. Like I am so sick of like America putting a blindfold on and being like, oh my God, we free Brittany. No, like, no, we did not. Like the fact that her wedding was in her house like that, like I don't think it was because she wanted privacy or just because it was easy. Like it feels so cringy and creepy and I wouldn't be surprised if this Sam guy like what if he just wanted to make sure he like got her like married under contract for money or whatnot I have no idea okay cor uh, correct me if I'm wrong did you see any pictures of her kids no and that kind of annoyed me too it okay. just seemed like this weird drunk party and I felt like even the celebrities that were there they looked off like they like they wanted to be there for Britney but like you know when you just roll up somewhere and it's not the party you think it is like that's kind of yeah. what it felt like and I could be just making that up but that's what we're doing right now we're just talking randomly right. about it <laughs> I, I mean the picture of all of the women so who was it it was Donatella Versace Paris Hilton Britney Spears Madonna Selena Gomez and Drew Mar Barrymore I mean that's an iconic picture First of all, yeah. like regardless of the circumstance, like that is a bunch of icons in a picture. Madonna looks insane, but you know, so does, <laughs> so does Donatella. So I guess that just happens when you reach a certain age. Um, I was yes. surprised to see Drew Barrymore there. I guess I didn't know. And Selena Gomez. I don't know. Yeah, I know. talked about this with my friend Dom this weekend, and her first reaction was like, and why is Selena Gomez like her bridesmaid? And I'm like, I know, right? What's happening? Mm. Like Paris, Paris Hilton makes sense. Paris Hilton was very mm -hmm. vocal about the free Britney movement. Um, Paris Hilton, I mean, that iconic picture of Britney and Paris and um, was it Lindsay in the car or whatever, like, you know, during those yes, wild times. Yes. Paris has been her friend for a long time. So to me, mm -hmm. Paris being there and Paris's mom being there, like that all made sense to me. Um, but Selena being there, I mean, maybe we just don't know, you know, maybe we're assuming that we know the ins and outs of her life because she posted mm -hmm. it all on the internet, but I don't know, maybe we don't know. Yeah, I mean, she has talked a lot about how, like, her friends were not her friends, you know, her adult friends sure. and her friends from her hometown. So I'm sure she's made better celebrity friends. And I'm sure someone like Selena Gomez, I feel that she is very empathetic and she's talked about her own mental health problems. So I'm sure maybe she went into Britney's DMs and they probably have a little friendship. It's not completely far off. It's just it was just interesting to see. Um it cracked me up that the wedding was at her house and then they had the horse and carriage there. And I just imagine the horse like doing like 10 little clickety clacks and then like that's it. Yeah, he just like, does there. like the loop. He just does the loop around the driveway. <laughs> Not even the loop, just like 10 clacks for yeah. the picture because yeah, he doesn't need to do the loop. Like he's just right there. <laughs> yeah. Um. The other thing, so she had three outfit changes. 
She had um, the her bride her wedding dress, which was Versace. Um, am I correct in that? You don't really. I know. think so. Do you want to talk about yes. that one first? Okay, so her dress was her wedding dress was by Donatella Versace. Yes, I see it here. Um, but then she had like a red outfit she changed into. And then she had a, it literally just looked like she was wearing his blazer. Dude, this stressed me the fuck out. I was so stressed every picture because at first I'm like, oh no, someone grab Britney's blazer and pull it down. But like that was, it was made that way. Like it was yeah. made to be like that short. And then she just walked around with her butt out all night. Yeah. I don't know. Barefoot that was cute when we were floor. like 15, but. Yeah, mm. I don't know. But you know what? She didn't get to be 15. That's the thing, right? Yes. So, and that brings me to my next point. Usually they say that like when we suffer trauma, a lot of times mm -hmm. we're stuck in our brain where the trauma started and her whole look, all of the looks just really reminded me of like a 19 year old in the 90s, which I think is where, you know, a lot of things started being taken away from her, probably even younger, like you're saying, like 15. Okay. But that was that was the vibes I was getting. OK, can I tell you the vibes I got? Yes. My big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> minus minus the overtop dress, but literally everything else where it just seems like trashy. Everyone's on the dance floor. It just gets real weird. No one's in clothing anymore. Everybody's barefoot. Mm -hmm. Like it just it the floor, you know, that floor is sticky. Like, yeah, that. which to me was my 19th year. Yeah. All of these things. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's the but the other thing I wanted to say is that so she did have um, her makeup was done by Charlotte Tilbury. So I have hopes, true hopes that um, we get a Britney Spears lip color. That would be truly lovely. I bet she used pillow talk. That's what it looks like. I I want a I want a Britney lip color though. Look, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe if it would be like the pillow talk shade, but like a little bit amped up for Britney. Yeah. That's what I would I would pray for because you know you just can't go wrong with that color. Yeah, but maybe I, something a little more corally. Um, yeah, than I mean, pillow talk. I mean, you know, you know, I love the Charlotte Tilbury lipsticks, and you know what? Maybe one day I'll like the uh, Pat McGrath lipsticks. But for now, I'm a Charlotte Tilbury fan. I'm a all of the things fan. I can't pick. Don't <laughs> um, make me pick. <laughs> let's talk about Demi. Um, Demi yeah. Lovato. So Demi Lovato has a new album coming out in August. Um, and I saw her interview on Jimmy Fallon. And she mentioned that she went back to treatment at the end of 2021 and recognized that she needs to be full sober and not California sober. And she Ooh. said that this is her, first of all, it's her eighth album, which feels wow. crazy. And second of all, this is her first fully, completely, 100% sober album. No other Whoa. album has she been completely sober for, which is crazy because she's been making music a long time. Camp Rock. Yeah. Camp yeah. Rock. <laughs> well, we all know how that ended up in the bus with Miley. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I just used the wrong pronouns for Demi. I did. I used she, and I'm pretty sure Demi uses they pronouns. So oh, I apologize nice. for that. Um, but mm -hmm. Demi seems so edgy with the mullet. Um, there's a new music video out right now of Demi in the bathtub. Um, the song is called By the Skin of My Teeth, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, there is so much beauty in her rage and being able to be her authentic self. And she has a powerhouse of a voice. So I can't wait to see her express mm -hmm. herself. Yeah, Demi is one of those voices that 
um, sings Pain really well. Oh, she Her does. and Pain and that that raspiness. I'm my brain is just singing Stone Cold to me, and I'm blacked Ooh, out right now. I'm just listening Stone to Cold. that. That's a good one. Yeah, that was that was she... when I um I saw Demi perform that live. I saw Demi. <gasps> wow, what a mm-hmm. moment. And the other one, Lionheart, that was from that album too. Do you like that song, Ooh, Lionheart? Yeah, yeah, that's a good if one you're too. A, uh, if you're a Care Bears fan, then you know. Um, then you know. I want to tell you about a YouTube channel I've been loving. So this mm-hmm. YouTube channel is called Soft White Underbelly. And it is a, he's kind of, I guess he you would call him a documentarian, but he's an interviewer. And he goes to places like Skid Row and interviews mm-hmm. people. And um, the uh, these people are under no requirement to talk about anything that they do want to or do not want to. Um, he asks questions. Sometimes they answer and sometimes, well, most of the time they answer because they have nothing to lose. So, for example, um, there's ones about... Um, People addicted to fentanyl, people addicted to crack cocaine, um, homeless people, uh, sex workers, KKK members. Um, it, this it, inbred family, the Whitakers. This is inbred really, family. Oh. So the inbred family, he went and spent time with them in West Virginia. It was very interesting there. But these YouTube videos are anywhere from 5 to 10 to 20 minutes long. Um, and it's so interesting because um, everybody responds to trauma differently, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of these have the classic um, really, really bad childhood story, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. parents in and out of jail. Um, maybe there was sexual abuse. Maybe there was physical abuse. Maybe there was drug abuse at a young age. Um, and then some of them are like, nope, completely normal, regular childhood. Both parents there went to church. And then they started doing drugs and it was all downhill from there. So um, and some of them don't have drugs in their stories. Like um, I watched one about a girl who is a um, dancer and a sex worker. And it was she did not like the path. She was in nursing school and she didn't like the path she was on. And she wanted she felt like she had been controlled her whole life and wanted to, like, explore herself. And it is so interesting, these glimpses of human life. And these people, they they share a lot. And, you know, there's always like skeptics in the comments being like, this is a lie or whatever. Um, a lot of times. So I watched one that it was a. um an ex um schizophrenic ex-girlfriend interview yeah well no there was one where he was a he was a former skinhead he was a former skinhead Mm -mm. and his his face was covered in tattoos and and he got his tattoos in prison he was a skinhead in prison and he's like straight and narrow and he was talking about like you know i'm having a lot of trouble like getting work because i have skinhead tattoos on my face and and i don't believe in that anymore like i'm trying to you know to separate and so he gets them hooked up with people to do tattoo removals for them and just like yeah it's just he's built this um community of people willing to help these other people and it, it just sometimes he'll do updates on people too like he'll see them again and you know how have you been since I've seen you I got you hooked up with this service how are things you know and these people are at no obligation to take these services or anything like that but it is such an industry I mean I will watch these for hours and I saw no I'm scrolling through this is like right on my alley Uh and this type of journalism that he's doing is so important it's so important because we we blow off the homeless community in in America we 100% blow off the homeless community and what people don't realize is it's not 
a laziness problem. It's a mental health problem. There's a lack of mental health resources for these people. And there's a lack of help for addiction. And these people, a lot of times are treating mental issues with drugs that lead to addiction. And these services are self-medicating. Yep. These services, the free services that are around are hard. They're hard. They're not easily accessible for people. And, um, you know, it's a hard system to navigate. And so I think this type, what you said is journalism. It's just so important and it's riveting. It is riveting. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's nice, I thought you would like it because they're not super long because you always tell me you have ADHD yes, yep, exactly. and you can't, you can't sit through TV shows or move or you can't sit through movies, you can't sit mm-hmm. through movies, but I figured you, you could, you could like, you would like these. So no, thank you so much for telling me about this. I've already subscribed and yeah. put a few on my watch later list. And I've been like just scrolling as I'm listening to you, mm-hmm. which is yeah. fascinating. But not, yeah. And like, um, there, I mean, there's endless, endless videos. And so uh, most of them are from Skid Row, but they're, they're kind of from all over. And I think the ones from Skid Row, because that, that culture of Skid Row is, is so interesting. It's its own, it's its own culture of itself. Um, mm-hmm. what's going on at Skid Row. So, um, what about you? You got anything? I don't think so. You've been yeah. working. You've been working, girl. I've been working. Been working. Yes, queen. You, okay. Oh, I, th- I forgot to tell you this earlier, but I'll just say it here. So I, I'm going to have to talk a little cryptic here, but okay. the people will get it. I... Okay. So for the people listening, I had a work relationship that had to end this year for my mental health. And like this person to me, I feel like anybody that is like trying to chase success, like we all have a person that will always be in our energy field that does not want the best for us. And that's how this person is for me. And so I had a client today that um, I came in to do her hair and makeup. I was like, hey, do you have any inspiration photos? She shows me inspiration po- photos from this girl's page. Mm. And she's like, she referred me to you. And I'm like, what Ooh. in my head? But she can't know that we've had this like whole falling out. And it was just a funny, a funny little thing. Wait, what? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. life is a complicated web. You know Life is funny. I, I've been yeah, life is just very funny. I tell these students all the time. I'm like, just so you know, this industry is very small. And I was like, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of jobs in this area and I know a lot of people in this industry. And when they find out that you were my student, they are going to ask me about you. And I was like, so, you know, you want to act a fool. That's fine. Good luck getting a job. Yeah. You're not gonna... I love that. Yeah. Cause like, you be my friend. <laughs> if, if I don't, so like the people I work with when I come into a new job, if I don't know them, I know people that they've worked with and mm-hmm. like, it's just, and I'm sure you know that too. Like the, these, mm-hmm. these beauty industries are very niche and they're very small and everybody is very interconnected. And um, everyone's got an enemy. And everyone- <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real about it. <laughs> That's funny. What there was like some drama at my school between a guy and I, I think he's, he's like one of those flirts. He's always flirting with all the ladies. He's a massage student. He's mm-hmm. always flirting and, and it finally caught up to him and he ended up in a little bit of drama. And he was and I was like, what's going on? You know, because he was sitting in my class because there was like drama with him being in his class. And he's like, you know, people are starting rumors. And I was like, let me tell you something, my friend. It took me a long time to realize this. And I said, the more people are talking about you, the more they're trying to deflect from themselves. I was like, they have something going on that they're insecure about. You make them feel insecure about what they're going on. So they're trying to deflect mm-hmm. from themselves and draw attention to you so no one pays attention to them. I said, mm-hmm. the louder someone is, 
the more bad shit they got going on in their own life. And I said, perfect example. You know those couples, they shouldn't be together. They're always cheating on each other. Those are the couples that are the loudest on the internet about how much they love each other. And he was like, oh, I saw like the light bulb moment. He was like, you're yes. right. And I was like, of course I'm right. I, of course yeah. I'm right, my friend. I'm Kelsey. I know everything. I, yeah. I'm like, of course. <laughs> you know what was nice though? He came to me the next day and thanked me for talking to him and giving him that advice. And I was like, Aww. okay, all right. I guess I, mm-hmm. I guess I did one good thing. Yes, you do a lot of good things. Just something. Should we talk <sighs> about um, uh, the good things we can offer to preteen skin? Yes, <laughs> I was just going to say that. Okay, so we're going to talk about, or Kelsey's going to talk about, <laughs> a good preteen skin regimen to be on. And we decided to do this episode because I was having a conversation with my friend Mel, and she is a daughter that just turned 10. And um, she was curious, basically, like, what kind of skincare should be she be starting on, especially when you start to get like little pimples at that age or any dryness. Um, and I came from a mom who freaked out about any kind of self-care. I couldn't shave my legs. I couldn't wax. I couldn't wear makeup. Um, my parents were very strict and very um, all about me being natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes me come from a place that I want to advocate for preteens learning beauty and skin at a young age because at the end of the day, it is proper hygiene. And you should want your child to be able to ask questions and be guided in the right way before they make a mistake. And let's be real. Everyone knows a girl that shaved off her eyebrows or cut herself badly shaving because her parents wouldn't let her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's better to just maybe teach your kids these things um, and let them make decisions, but mm-hmm. always keep it a safe open space for questions. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky because I came from a different environment. So um, I am the second. I have an older sister. So my mom had kind of been through everything with my sister. And so when I was, you know, starting to get interested in these things, like I remember I used my sister's razor and like shaved my arm and like didn't rinse the razor. So my sister obviously knew it was full of blonde hair. And I remember my mom like not shaming me about it either or like embarrassing me about it. She was like, are you interested in shaving like should we do you want to talk about this like would you like me to get you stuff and teach you how to do this like it was um it was kind of a different environment it was a very encouraging environment um and also my um, mom is a nurse so she was very much into like hygiene and cleanliness and um so that is kind of how these things were presented to me so I thought we could split this up into kind of two different sections. So we can talk about skincare and hygiene and healthy habits. And then later on, we'll talk a little bit about the makeup. Um, So for skincare for preteen skin, um, this is for both male boys and girls. Okay. So because when uh, we start to go through puberty, we have an increase of our oil production that is directly related to puberty and the hormones that are going on. So we have an increase of oil production. This is why you get that teen acne. Um, But you can see this start to occur. I mean, early as 10, 10 years old, you'll start to see, um, we call them comedones. Um, You probably know them as whiteheads. Um, And then usually when you're in full-blown teenage mode, that's when you kind of see like that classic teen acne. So the most important part of introducing skincare or any new self-care grooming habits is to to start to the discussion with hygiene. So number one, let's talk about why do we need to wash our faces? Um, So introducing that concept as to remove dirt and oil that builds up over the day, especially if the preteen is playing sports or just an overall outside summer kid. um, As young as 10, this is when we see those comedones. Um, So this is why um, this can be kind of an embarrassing 
concept for teens. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to talk to your preteen about this. I <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Um, but I do know that, you know, making it not an embarrassing, you know, try to make it as least embarrassing as possible. But I think as a parent, you're always embarrassing your kid. Um, so <laughs> number two, talk about why we need to wash our hands. I remember in sixth grade is when our science class, we had a little bit of sex education. And I remember the teacher emphasizing the importance of washing your hands before touching your face. And this blew my mind. It had never occurred to me as a 12 year old that my face would break out because I was touching it with my dirty hands. Um, we also had the luxury that we did not have cell phones during that time. So I can only imagine how even dirtier my hands would have been from touching my cell phone. Um, so other things with this, we can talk about the importance of using a clean towel on our face and changing the pillowcase, especially if acne is a concern. Number well, that's such a good one mm -hmm. because kids can get real smelly at that mm -hmm. age too. And the pillowcases, it, yeah, there's right. so much, so much dirt, grime, filth on that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I am a nighttime shower now, but I, I definitely like, you know, as like a 10 year old would be out running around with my friends before bed and then come in and go to bed on my, you know, all <laughs> yeah. sweaty and gross. Yep. <laughs> um, so number three, talk about why we need an SPF or moisturizer. So I think preteen skincare can really just be two basic steps, cleansing and moisturizing. And if it's summer, let's highlight the importance of SPF. When we wash our faces, we need to give the skin some kind of protection from the elements. So I like to always explain that moisturizer or SPF is kind of like an umbrella or a raincoat protecting from the sun. Um, and this might be number four, this might be a good time to include the deodorant talk. So when I was in middle school and high school, I was very into showering, grooming, all the body sprays and smells. I had an older sister I would watch every morning and I was so jealous and I was ready. Um, but when I went away to college at University of Delaware, I entered like my dirty hippie save the environment phase and I <laughs> developed unhealthy hygiene habits, mostly because I was showering in a dorm and you only got three minutes of warm water. Um, and this is wasn't great for me to be honest because I am someone that I really have to be vigilant with my body odor. I am a stinky person. So all of this to say is if you love someone, don't think you're not doing them any favors by not telling them that they stink. Sometimes people have to be told this. Um, <laughs> so I remember in sixth grade, my mom giving me a kit and it had deodorant, shave gel, razors, lotion, face wash, moisturizers, and it was all drugstore stuff, but she made it really special. Like this was a special gift for me to be starting middle school. Um, and like I said, I had the luxury of an older sister. So I was familiar with a lot of these concepts. Um, but it was more like, here are these things. Do you need me to show you how to use them? And, you know, just so I didn't have to have like, hey, mom, I think I need deodorant or she had, didn't have to be like, hey, you stink. She was just like, here's a gift of all this stuff that you should be using. That's so nice. I, yeah, Jules was pretty good. She was pretty good. Mm -hmm. So um, products for, oh, you know what? She was also a middle school school nurse at this time too. So I think cool. she knew how to navigate like middle school, that kind of stuff too. I think mm -hmm. she, she had that advantage. Um, so products for preteen or teen skin, simple face wash. I am a preacher of saying, save your money on the face wash. So if you want to do drugstore for this step, try CeraVe or the simple brands. Um, my advice, please stay away from any of the old school, clean and clear, Noxzema, Seabreeze, or pretty much anything we used growing up. Seabreeze. Uh -huh. mm. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. If it's dyed a bright color, has scrubbing beads, smells like grapefruit, don't use it. That's not something you need. Um, those, all of those components 
appointments can actually be more irritating and cause more acne. So rule of thumb with face wash is if you're oily, you want more of a gel cleanser. And if you're dry, you want something more of a cream based. We actually have a whole episode on face wash and you can always shop any of our recommendations from um, our website, beautyguidespodcast.com. Um, so for moisturizers and SPF, again, CeraVe, just keep it simple. Um, and Lauren, you were recommending K-Beauty for this stuff. And I think that's such a good idea because the thing about K-Beauty is it's, it's fun. It's fun to use and you'll want to use it. So, um, especially I, I know like if I, if I was a teen girl, I would have died over K-Beauty. Like, oh my God, me too. I wish yeah. I had it. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, and if you're not really sure how to go about K-Beauty, um, Number one, we have a whole K-Beauty episode. Um, but number two, Ulta is now carrying K-Beauty. So you can they have go, a whole little section. Yeah, they have a whole <laughs> section at K-Beauty. Um, the nice thing about K-Beauty is it's a lot of calming anti-inflammatory ingredients. So you really don't have to be worried about anything being too aggressive or like, you know, as long as it's not saying anti-aging or reversing fine lines, um, you, you're generally pretty safe with this stuff. I was like 10 years old with my grandma's bottle of oil of Olay, (laughs) anti-aging, every morning looking for it under her cabinet, like trying to put it on. I like at 10 years old was like already about anti-aging. Isn't that funny? I didn't even think I knew the concept of Um, Mm anti-aging, but I definitely remember the yellow Clinique moisturizer being a staple. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a question for you before we get into the makeup. Um, What are your thoughts on for preteen skin with proactive? Okay. So proactive. Okay. So many thoughts. So Mm -hmm. proactive is uh, it's intense. Proactive is really, really intense. The reason proactive clears acne is because it literally wipes out your microbiome on your face. So it's removing everything. All It's drying it all out and it's killing all of it. So of course you're not going to have acne when you have no microbiome and no oil anymore. The problem is you kind of have to stay on it to maintain that. And what you end up with is very stripped, compromised skin. Okay. So I don't like proactive. I will say, um, if you're looking for acne products, I am of the advice of go for a acne cleanser and then just use a regular moisturizer. Because if you do an acne cleanser, acne moisturizer, acne toner, you do all of these acne products, you're actually going to do more damage because you're going to strip the skin and it's too aggressive. Um, Acne is an inflammatory condition and it's it's a bacterial infection. So the skin needs to be supported so it can heal itself. So it has the tools to do so as well as kind of maintaining that bacteria population. I love that. That's super helpful with the um, acne cleanser as well. And um, K-Beauty has a good one in the CosRx line if you need something simple and easy for oh, your preteen. Right. I've been using it and it's working really well. Yeah. What is the name of that one? It's like Calming Acne uh, or what is that? Um, calming Foam Cleanser. Yes. <clears throat> that's a, yeah, that's what I would do. I would do that Calming Foam Cleanser and then just a regular moisturizer. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be it just, you know, real plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about makeup for preteen or teen skin. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead with this one, Lauren. Yeah. I didn't even know we were talking about the oh. shoot. Um, okay. yeah. All right. Sorry. It's okay. Wait, 
Did you wait? Did I write this? You did. Oh my God. I'm like having deja vu. I did it a long time ago. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was just going to say that I would go for K Beauty mm-hmm. in makeup. They have some really light, like fun blushes. They kind of remind me of when we were kids, like the little Tinkerbell collection, mm-hmm. but like way better. Um, it's also a good idea if your child is a little sensitive about their acne, maybe mm-hmm. show them a quick how to color correct. Maybe you're thinking, I have no idea to, how to do that, but that's okay because YouTube exists. Um, there is a brand called LA Girl Pro, which is only about 3 to $5, but it's one of the best concealers that really like sticks to the skin. So then you're not spending a lot of money as a parent. And this isn't a big makeup makeup type product. But um, if you just get a little green color, one of those and teach your child that they can just put a little dot of green color corrector and then a little tiny pad of concealer on top of it. And they don't have to feel self-conscious going to school or like their pimple is staring everybody in the face because boy, oh boy, do I remember those days. Um, And then you also got to play with makeup because of theater, even though you weren't mm -hmm. allowed to wear makeup, you got to Mm -hmm. do it because of theater. Now Mm -hmm. you and I are both like sensitive skin. Did you ever have irritation from like, cause theater makeup's pretty heavy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have any irritation with like theater makeup or anything? Oh, all the time. And really, like the main reason I did theater was just so I could like play with makeup in some way. But yeah, it always broke me out. And it was the theater makeup, too. It's the worst kind of makeup. Usually, I think everybody goes through the phase where they first start doing any type of entertaining and they get the Ben Nye theater kit. And it's like this. Yeah, it's this like cakey, um, dry. I think I think of that like the classic pancake makeup. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Well, so another cool thing my mom did was in sixth grade, she got me an Easter basket. So I really wasn't allowed to wear makeup, but I kind of wasn't not allowed to wear makeup either. I just didn't own any. So she got me an Easter basket and it had like lip gloss, the classic Maybelline pink and green mascara. Um, And I think it was really because she wanted me to stop using her mascara. And she talked to me about at this point, she talked to me about eye health and why you should never share mascara. So not only was this an important lesson and a hygiene lesson, but it was also a fun gift. Um, The other thing my mom let me do was starting in eighth grade. She started letting me get my eyebrows waxed. So I have a blonde unibrow. I have a very bushy blonde unibrow. And so my mom would let me get it waxed. And I think it was because she didn't want me to mess them up myself. So every few months she would let me get waxed. And I wanted to say that if your son or daughter is concerned about their brows, um, a place you can always go to is the Benefit Brow Bar, which are in Ulta's. This is a great way to allow them get their brows waxed without worrying about them getting messed up. When I worked at Benefit, I would do tons of middle school and high school girls because their moms knew we were experts in measuring and mapping and we wouldn't create anything too thin or too manicured. And also we kept our stations very clean and hygienic as well. So you do have that resource available. Um, Yeah, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah, I actually those were my favorite clients were like the middle school and high school girls that their Mm -hmm. mom brought them in because it it was just like, um, I don't know, it was just like a nice thing. Like, 
I liked it. I like doing it. Yeah, they're, they're usually like really sweet at that sweet. age and yeah. a little awkward. And they're, they're like, they know you're doing them a solid. Right. And they were quiet. And the moms like the moms <laughs> trust the moms knew I weren't going to screw them up because and the nice thing is it doesn't matter who you see at the brow bar. We're all trained the exact same way. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if like your regular girl is there. Like everybody's going to be able to help you out. So it's a little bit more money, but it's worth it for things like hygiene and not worrying about your brows getting messed up or um, wax burns. How many people have been burned from wax? We hear horror stories about that. So. There's wax burns. And I also feel that sometimes when a child is still growing, um, they have to grow into their brow and their For brow sure. shape. I'm just um, immediately thinking of my stepsister. She's so teeny tiny mm-hmm. and she's 18 now, but she's got these thick brows mm-hmm. that they are a unibrow. But I know when she's like 22, like they're going to be so amazing. Yeah. And if, if she were to wax in the yeah. meantime, like I think that I, cause I gave this advice to her mom mm-hmm. cause my stepmom was like, how do I go about this? But I think that it's okay to, um, do a little tweezing in the middle. Like yep. Kelsey's saying, take them to a brow bar where they mm-hmm. will actually map it out and do it, but don't go crazy waxing them to what no. would be normal, what would be normal to their face at right. the moment. I, I just don't think a lot of people realize that your face actually does grow that you much. Know, so it, I want to make sure they yeah, do that. It would truly just be a cleanup, like maybe the mm-hmm. unibrow a little bit below, a little bit above. There really wouldn't be any like shaping involved. It would just be a cleanup um, and everybody left happy. So I liked mm-hmm. it. Um, but Love some that. makeup products for teen skin. So I talked about this earlier, but the the Maybelline Great Lash Classic Pink and Green Tube. Um, and I wanted to say the NYX Butter Glosses. I'm glad to see lip glosses having a comeback. And these come in so many nice kind of neutral, natural shades. And this is an underrated gloss. I love the NYX Butter Gloss. Oh, I love Butter Gloss. Yeah. It's always in my bridal kit always mm-hmm. yeah tiramisu creme yes, yeah 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 <laughs> um my mom bought me a lot of neutrogena and all may makeup because i had very sensitive skin and eyes um and mascara hygiene was really important too so uh, you do have those drugstore options um but other things you can look at are the brands like elf wet and wild and essence to keep things lower cost these are kind of ways you can buy things to let them kind of play around with but you're not breaking the bank um, I love e.l.f. I use their brow mascaras. I use their concealer. I mean, we talked about their putty blushes. Like, we love e.l.f. And e.l.f.'s a nice way to buy brushes as well. Don't forget to talk about, like, cleanliness of tools, cleaning the brushes, you know, just make it all about kind of hygiene. Um, and then finally, Burt's Bees lip balms, tinted lip balms. Can't go wrong. Keep those lips protected and maybe a little color, too. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Okay. Awesome. Um, so should we finish it up with our usual, our moments of anarchy and our moments of gratitude? Let's do it. You want to start us off yeah, with I'm some gonna, anarchy? I'm going to start because my moment of anarchy and gratitude is the same thing. So um, <laughs> it's going to, it, but just stick with me for a moment. So I joined a friend of mine from college um, has a book club and I finally joined it. And I am an avid reader. I love to read. And him and I, when we were in college, we would read the same books and we would talk about them. And so we kind of had our own book club going for a while. So I had my first meetup of the book club. 
And I I almost backed out. I almost backed out because it was at a bar. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to go to a bar, you know. But it was like a Thursday, so I was like, maybe it won't be too crazy. And, you know, we're a little bit older now. And if it's a book club, we're not going to be, like, sitting at the bar. We'll be at a table. So mm-hmm. I, I made myself suck it up and go. And it ended up being a Harry Potter-themed speakeasy. And like, oh. this was the coolest place ever. It was so, like, the windows were stained glass. It was like green velvet couches and like just so dark and moody. It was like a library. Like you were supposed to be like in the the common room and like it was really cool. And then the bartender, he came to get to take our drink order and I was like, do you guys have any mocktails? And he was like, no, but I can make you whatever you want. I was like, I don't really know what I want. Do you want to just make me something? And he was like, yeah, definitely. He was stoked about it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so, and I had asked one of my students about it who was a bartender and she said, People who are like true bartenders like the challenge. Like they get excited mm-hmm. about it. If it's someone who's like, like I have a niece who she's like a bartender at Hooters. Like she's not going to enjoy making me a mocktail. Right. But this guy mm-hmm. was like, he was like, you know, an older millennial with a beard, you know, like he yes, wanted yes. the challenge. He was excited. And he works at a bar that has actual things to he, mix with. Right. Like I feel like Hooters isn't get, is giving exactly. you like Pepsi and Coke. <laughs> well, they had a lot of like artisan cocktails, like things with espresso and yeah. jalapenos and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so he was so stoked to make me it. And he was like, how is it? He was so excited. I was like, it was great, man. Oh. Thank you. So, you know, I... Um, going to a bar as a sober person, you know, I'm seven years sober now. So it doesn't bother me in the thing that I feel like I'm going to be tempted to drink. It's just like, I don't want to be around drunk people, but I ended up having a really great time and I got to see this really awesome place I would have never gone to. And I'm excited to be, you know, having uh, a book club again, because the books that they're picking are really not books I'm interested in reading. Like, you know, I'll read them, but I don't like them, but it's nice to have a purpose to read, to have people to talk about these books with and to be able to give like oh well I hated this completely like I get to be that person now (laughs) so that is my gratitude and anarchy moment all wrapped up together in one so well I am proud of you for going and love that bartender for giving you such a good experience I know he's such a nice guy all right tell me your moment of anarchy because I love this Yeah. So my anarchy was taking back the power and celebrating my birthday for me. (laughs) I have a lot of trauma centered around my birthday. And this year was about these things. Number one was celebrating, which is a huge deal for me. Number two was authentically knowing who I am to decide on something I actually want to do. And that would bring pure joy to my heart. Number three, um, I had an internal rule of no fighting or stress. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I can ruin my own time or day by stressing about my own trauma that's inside my brain that nobody knows. Um, So that did not happen. And number four was about not people pleasing. It's my birthday. If my safe space is to be alone with the people I asked to celebrate with me, then I'm allowed to do that. So my phone, my DMs, they could wait. And then um, not Trevor's mom having to text him to tell him that she wished me a happy birthday and I didn't answer. (laughs) I was like, um, no, that will not be happening. And, um, so number five, my anarchy for my birthday was I took my birthday off Facebook, which is, was just something I wanted to do. And I like doing that. Yeah, that's cool. Birthdays Mm -hmm. on Facebook is a wild time. 
It's a wild time. It's like, it's like, I don't know. Well, so I'm like re back on Facebook. So I got rid of my Facebook in like 2016. And then I got it back this year because, you know, I have a book and a podcast, whatever. We need to be on Facebook if you're a business owner. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, but I had forgotten like when it's your birthday on Facebook and it's like, you get a 10,000 people wishing you a happy birthday and you're just like, Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. It's Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Facebook on your birthday is a wild time. You know, I have memories of going to your house for birthday parties. I think ninth grade was the last one. I remember being at your house for a birthday party. And I feel Didn't like... Didn't we do karaoke? Well, okay. I might be mixing a lot of different memories, but I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time at your house in the summer, like maybe after ninth grade or mm-hmm. before ninth grade. And I feel like we walked to the pizza place that you would always make us freaking walk to along the highway. <laughs> what was that pizza place? Oh, uh, I think it was just pizza bullies. Pizza bullies. <laughs> yes. I feel like we walked to pizza bullies, but that might've been a carnival walking to the carnival memory too. Yeah. I think it was walking to the carnival. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I always liked that your birthday was like around mine. I don't know. I always liked that we had like summer birthdays. Yes, but they're not like too close. Like there's there's good time in the middle to um. Yeah, it's just like keep the party going, you know. Yeah, yeah, like regroup and then like do it again. (laughs) Um, tell me your moment of gratitude. Yeah, and my gratitude right now is that Trevor can cook. We are like really leveling up in our adulting, and I just. I have no interest in cooking. I'm really bad at it. I like cannot make a recipe to save my life. And so he's really picked up the slack because I'm more of the cleaner and the organizer and stuff like that. And he's so good at it. And it's making me really understand in my adult life how important nutrition is to my gut, my mental health, and my productivity as a full-time business owner. Mm-hmm. My um my husband does the cooking around here too. Aaron, former uh, guest of the podcast, and you know what really changed it for us was HelloFresh. Hashtag not sponsored, mm. but if they want to, that's fine. Sponsor us. But we um we started getting HelloFresh um and then with the pandemic and not being able to go out and things like that, like Aaron uh, just chefs out hard, and I love it because like I grew up with both my parents are very good cooks and both my grandparents were very good cooks. So like I never had to learn how to cook. And I have Mm. no interest in learning how to cook. And, okay, you might get this, but this might sound weird to other people. I'm scared of knives because if I cut my hand, I can't work. Uh huh. I'm very weird about injuring. Like you, I'm like you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just little things. I'm like I couldn't do this because if I did this, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I and I'm very clumsy, so I will cut myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I put like a giant slash in my hand, like I'm out of work. And if I can't do facials, then I don't make money. And oh, so yeah, it's like it's grossing me out even the thought of it. Yeah, yeah no, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So like I just always have this like fear of cooking. And before I moved in with Aaron, I lived by myself, and so I would cook for myself. I would make like one thing, and I would eat eat the same thing every night. So like just it didn't really cooking like wasn't a thing. So having a partner who cooks um and then having HelloFresh which like gives us recipes and we try different things and stuff has been really nice. So you know, that's just part of the adult. You got to eat real food. You got to eat your vegetables. Oh, but it makes such a difference in it your does. body because Trevor and I were he we weren't cooking or anything and we were honestly living the last couple of years off of like frozen pizza and um air fried chicken tenders and I was just like <laughs> I can't eat like this. Like my body literally mm-hmm. cannot take it. And um 
just how when you eat like good whole clean food, yeah. it just it makes you feel so much better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember when I like started dating Aaron, I was like, how do you eat no vegetables? Like he ate no. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, I feel terrible if I don't eat vegetables. And now now mm-hmm. he's eating his vegetables like a good boy. So Oh, good. That's what relationships are for, yeah. for checking in on little things like that, making sure they're doing them. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Beauty Guides Podcast. Check out our whole ass website, beautyguidespodcast.com. And we have um, a place where you can finally shop all of our product recommendations at pro.shopmyshelf.us slash beautyguidespodcast. Um, and finally, if you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and maybe some nice words so other people on Apple um, will find us and it helps you know get our podcast out there maybe someone you know might like to listen to us so give us um some dms if you have questions recommendations anything like that and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks bye